Hey guys, kia ora, whakalofalahiatu and no mai huki mai ki tōku podcast, Life Lessons with Leash. Before I get into today's episode, it is so, so important that I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is recorded on the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to you, to your elders, past, present and emerging and I'm so, so grateful to now call Australia home. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yo, if you haven't already clicked, my name is Leash and I am your host. Life Lessons with Leash or Triple L for short. I know Triple L, it reminds me of Triple H. Like I'm about to body slam you with some life lessons or some hard-hitting truths. But Triple L is a safe space where we can talk about our life lessons. And sometimes with those life lessons, it comes from a bit of pain, a bit of trauma. But we speak on that and we speak about how we turn that into our power or into our triumph. I'm so, so grateful that you are here and I'm so excited to get into today's episode. So let's get into it. Let's go. You guys, we have Lovey on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, girlfriend. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to get into today's court at all. Um, I really wanted you on the podcast because I found you online. And when I found you online, there were so many things that you talked about that I related to. Uh, things like body image and we'll get into that today it's very mm -hmm. important you talk about your healing journey uh, breaking the cycle you're a single mum as well and on TikTok I've seen um, just the way that you parent your children now and things that you have learned um, from growing up and how you're raising your children yeah. I love it I love it so much and I love what you do online um, so I would love for you to start off um, by introducing yourself. Introduce yourself to everyone. Um, well, hi, my name is Lavinia. I am full Tongan. I was born and raised in Australia. Um, I just want to say thank you, Leash, for having me on your podcast. When you reached out to me, I really wasn't expecting it, but I was very um, honoured that you would like have me on your podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm Full Tongan, I have uh, three kids and they're all girls. <laughs> so it, it's a huge thing for me to um, really embrace who I am because I know my girls are watching me, you know? Mm. Yes, I love that. And you're, you're, you're such a good role model. Like Thank even you. when I see you, you inspire me so much. Um, even to help me think about when I have kids and what you want to instill in your kids, right? Because yeah. what they see that you do is what yeah. they want as well. Of course, um, yeah. So I'd love to know what it was like growing up as um, young love. Um, I'm just going to refer to my notes because um, I, I get quite nervous when I'm kind of talking out loud but um, I'll just refer to that so please don't um, mind me looking down at my notes so growing up as young lovey um, I am one of nine siblings I am the youngest girl in my family um, growing up was growing up for me I found like was amazing because I had like my siblings there were so many siblings so there was always that person you could rely on to talk to or if you're feeling down like you could talk to one of your siblings um, but then I also kind of felt um, there was another side of my childhood where um, as I've been healing I've realized they were not so good things like growing up in a Tongan household it's a very strict household um, you have so many things that you have to kind of abide by um, like you know respecting your elders, not talking back. Um, there's a lot of things that we are taught to kind of mute ourselves. That's how I, I see it. Um, so these are things that I'm slowly trying to unlearn because having my own kids, it's something that I want them to be able to speak their mind without um, feeling scared or expressing themselves um, without worrying about the repercussions you know we're all trying to learn and um just building them up really I never had that as a child my I feel like my parents both struggled with their own traumas as 
kids and coming becoming adults and having their own kids, they kind of um, had other ways where they kind of numbed their pain through alcohol. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, my parents separated a lot during as kids. So we moved a lot as kids. Um, so there was, it's, it's hard to, to talk about it because you don't want to, um, I don't want to disrespect my parents because I love them dearly. And, you know, they, they were only learning from what they had, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but then I still want to speak my truth because it happened to me. But now that I'm older and speaking about my, our childhood with my siblings, it's funny, we all grew up in the same household, but we all had different experiences of what we experienced. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of trying to respect each one's um, individual, um, you know, uh, childhood and, and validating it and saying that, you know, it's okay. Um, so there's a, yeah, there's a lot that I'm still kind of healing from. Um, there was, like, I don't want to get emotional, but I really want to speak mm. about what happened, you know, things that happened to me and um, something that, you know, lays heavy on my heart and something that I've come a long way with um, healing was um, being sexually abused as a child. Um, this is something that I, um, I, I would like to speak more on because it's something that people don't talk about often or they don't want to they try to protect their family and friends and things like that which is you know but I feel like if we need to normalize talking about these subjects and um for me um it, it happened at a young age I was about nine years old uh nine or eight I don't know the exact timeline but um it, it happened to me and it was from someone in my church so it's something that I want to speak on because it happened in broad daylight. It was um, something that could have been prevented if I had just screamed or like used my voice. Oh. Um, so yeah, and it's more educating your kids about these things because I wasn't taught about them growing up, you know? So it was very, I, I couldn't speak. I, I was muted really. Mm -hmm. And when I did speak about it to my my family about it, um, they kind of just brushed it under the carpet, you know. Mm. So it, it's really something that um, that reminds me of my childhood and that I'm still healing from. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's that's how my childhood kind of looked like. Um, mm. Just a young girl trying to navigate, um, trying to survive, really. Yeah. Um, but there was, there was love. There was still love at home. Like my parents, um, you know, we had our, our relationship and I think with my parents, they had, yeah, they had a lot of trauma that they were dealing with that it was hard for them to be present, um, you know, for us kids. Yeah. So yeah, it's something that I'm still working on. Um, but yeah, I, I love them dearly. I did. I don't want to dismiss, you know, them as as parents because they did all they could you know what I mean yeah thank you so much for sharing that and being so vulnerable to share that because it is so important that we talk about that and I'm sorry yeah. that happened to you that shouldn't have happened to you thank you, should you. Have, you know a safe space yeah you should have been in a safe space right yeah but yeah it's so important to talk about because um it's not till other people talk about it, then you realize like, oh, okay, like, you know, we can speak up about this. Mm -hmm. this it's okay for us to talk about. Um, even for me, when I see stuff online, like on TikTok, it's just mm -hmm. when you think about your kids, just telling them the right name for certain things. Oh, 100%. So you, you could just, you know, say to your kid, hey, if somebody touches you here, here or here, yeah, and use the correct terms. Definitely. Tell, tell mom, tell mom straight yeah. away. They should not touch that, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've only learned that through TikTok and stuff. Okay, when I have kids, I'm going to do that because that, like, I wasn't told that when I was young either. Yeah, it's very taboo, hey? Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think it's beautiful that you shared that. So thank you. And thank I'm you. glad this is a space that you can share things like that and be vulnerable. Yeah. I also thank relate you. to you on, on the term of, 
like growing up in a strict household and being it's like being seen but not heard yes yeah even as I've started to grow up like I had a really I had a thing with hierarchy so Mm -hmm. somebody was higher than me or and I say higher like you're talking like principal teacher Mm -hmm. um your manager at work your boss anything like that I would not talk back I would not ask questions um and then coming into business I wouldn't ask people for help or people that I would look as as higher than me because you're supposed to have this respect if somebody's older than you you're supposed to have that respect but it's also like no like question things that are thrown at you have conversations Mm -hmm. with people like yeah, so there's so much that I relate to there. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what it's like being a single mother as well. And you talk about this um, on TikTok. I've seen you talk about it. Um, and you say some really, really good things. I'd love to know what, what it's like. Um, so for me, um, being a single parent is pretty full on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, um, like working five days a week and then kids in school and daycare, um, you really don't have any days off. Like you're pretty much 100% caring for these kids. Um, So because I support my kids financially, physically, emotionally and mentally, it can be tough. Like, um, so trying to prioritise time for myself um, to pour back into my cup is, is a must because... I know when I start to get um, like frustrated or annoyed, I, I lash out at my kids. Like I, and I know that I need a, I'm like, hold up. I need to really take some time, go out, take a few deep breaths in, come back in. And I, I apologize to my kids all the time. Like this is something that um, I normalize because I've never ever seen my parents apologize to me like growing up we always were like I'm the parent I know what's right um you're a kid you can't talk you know what I mean but for me with my girls it's more like mum mum fucks up sometimes you know and I'm gonna tell you when I fuck up because I hate when I get into that sort of headspace and and my girls are so empathetic they they will come and crawl around me and like hug me and be like I'm you're okay mom like you know and for me that's like showing them that I'm a human being as well like Mm. that I'm even though I'm a parent I'm not I don't use that as my power like I still want them to have that I want that respect but I still want them to be able to see me vulnerable and things like that you know um so yeah there's a lot of um there's a lot of teachings that I'm teaching myself and the kids at the same time um I think the thing that I struggle a lot with at the moment being a single parent is the emotional side, like supporting my girls emotionally because they don't, there's no contact with their father. So um, having to hold space for them when they're feeling down or missing him has been one of the hardest things that I've been experiencing at the moment. Um, but also validating their feelings when they are, are missing him, like not ignoring it kind of letting them speak their mind and um letting them know it's okay to miss him and you know the situation with what what I'm in at the moment like there is like a court order that's in place and kind of just explaining to them that it's not their fault that they don't see him this is something that has to be done um through the courts um more explaining it to my eight uh, nine-year-old daughter she's she understands a lot more about what's happening and seeing uh, what I, I went through. But it's more the younger two that are kind of not understanding. So that for me, it's emotionally supporting them has been difficult because I have to kind of like, I have to hold space for them. But not only that, I never had that as a child. So I'm learning myself. Like I never got my feelings validated. So it's so hard for me, like, to to get to that point where I'm like it's okay like hugging them showing them love like that it's hard for me because I never got showed that you know Mm -hmm. when I had times of like um sadness and that is kind of like you just suck it up and you'll be you'll be fine you know Mm -hmm. for me it's kind of yeah it's it's a learning curve I'm still learning as I go yeah 
That's beautiful. That's that's one thing that I wish I had growing up as well is mm-hmm. my parents just talking to me and telling me what happened because as kids, like you just like you make everything. You're so uh, what's the word? Like uh, I don't want to say like self centered, but like you yeah. do, you think it's all because of you. Like everything. Yeah. Oh, mum's sad because of me. I made mum cry, or dad's yeah. sad because of me. Like everything is because yeah. of me that's happening. I wish that my parents were just like you know what, mum's sad today and it's okay yeah. to be sad. Yeah. You know, like, and then tell the, tell me why you're sad and then I'll be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. And then when I grow up and feel sad because of something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what my mum used to feel. So it's normal, like, yeah. So yeah. It's beautiful that you share that with your children. Yeah, because I think when I, um, so when I started seeking therapy um, um, after going all through all the, um court and things like that and it really helped me a lot to kind of understand my own feelings and why I'm feeling certain a certain way and it really helped me to understand that um like it's not my fault like to feel sad and like to let to show the emotion to my kids because when I would tell my therapist like I get so frustrated but like I can't I always try to be strong for my girls and like, I don't want to cry. And she's like, why do you do that? She's like, you need to cry in front of them. They need to see that you're real and that you're human and that you get sad sometimes. So like, yeah, that was something that really helped me. Like you said, like be able to express myself and let the girls see me that way. Not, not just always holding up a front and like, you know, mommy's got this, like, no. So I've just only recently started like showing emotions in front of them. Um, yeah, so that's, and it, 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 I feel like it helps because they really seem a different side to me um, other than being that, you know, I'm the mom and I'm like, I don't cry and I'm, you know, like they always think I'm the superwoman. So, but yeah, so I have my days. Yeah, and it'll be nice for them as well to, because for me growing up like there wasn't much like you weren't really shown like there wasn't like I love you or like showing I love like or if people cry like I didn't really have that so it'd be really awkward yeah this would be nice for them because if someone does cry or someone does you know then they're just like oh yeah like that's normal I can hold space or I can hug them or whatever they need to do whereas for me when I grew up and someone would be like I love you I'd be like what the like for me like what are you doing like very like weird to yeah hear. so weird yeah so it's yeah it's nice oh, it's so it's so beautiful um for them it's an ad break y'all my first ever ad break but I wanted to tell you that the vibe tribe doors are now open if you are a Polynesian woman who needs clarity in 2023 who wants help with some direction who wants some love and support and guidance come and check out the vibe tribe I'm going to leave it in the show notes it's a safe space for Polynesian women to come and create change and create a life that they're truly proud of check it out in the show notes we'll get back to the podcast I'd love for you to share you talk a lot about your healing journey mm-hmm. um, and I've heard you, you say you know I want to break the cycle um, so I'd love for you to share on that and like what does breaking the cycle mean to you um, so for me uh, breaking the cycle is it's it's been a tough one healing hey because it's something that you really have to surrender yourself to Um, you really have to let go of all the things that you try and uphold and really feel that that inner child that's been crying to be nurtured you know what I mean I think it was until I had kids that I really saw that there was my little young self in me like I started seeing things like it's like seeing your younger self walking around when you see your kids and then you're like when you lash out and do things, you're just like, why am I doing that? Like that was me when I was a kid and all I wanted to be is loved and all I wanted to be is held. Like, so then it's kind of, um, it's a constant reminder that you have so much work to do on yourself. Like, and it's my healing journey started probably about two years ago. Um, but last year would have to be my most growth in my healing journey. Um, I've actually done a lot of um, spiritual work. Like I've been doing like Reiki. I've been going to like workshops to for healing and things like that, healing from 
traumas, um, meditating. I've do, been doing a lot of um, inner work. Mm. And, and it's it's hard because it, it hurts. It's so painful. It's not something that's comfortable, very uncomfortable for me, but um, it's so necessary for me, you know, to become the healthiest version for my kids, like to have a healthy mom, you know, mentally, spiritually. Um, and it, it, I mean, spiritually, I mean, like p- people would, there's a lot of stigma with like um, spirituality, crystals and things like that. Um, a lot of people think that when you grow up religious, it's like frowned upon when you start seeking like different ways of um, spiritual ways. It's kind of like, well, yeah, you only can believe in God and this is the, the only way and God can heal you. But it's like, no, but there's other ways you can heal as well. It, it's not just through, you know, God. Like I feel like kind of normalizing, seeking other avenues of healing and not just, um through through the church and I'm not saying I'm not religious well I mean I grew up as a Mormon I my mum was very um a strict Mormon and my dad wasn't oh he didn't he did he pretty much didn't go to church he was just a free spirit and then so as I kind of grew up I kind of just I mean I, I believe that you can believe in God but you don't have to necessarily be in a church to you know have a strong faith you you know he's everywhere I believe that um yeah so spiritually it's been I've been finding out a lot about myself um with within my healing journey um and it can get lonely though because you you don't have many people that talk about it or or understand what you're saying you know it's kind of like another language for some people Mm. um I'm not sure if you you would feel the same way, kind of like how it's been healing for you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny though because um like my sisters are very religious. I grew up um I grew up in a Rastafarian church, but it was kind yeah. of a Christian way. Mm-hmm. Um, and my younger sisters are really religious. Um, but we have such beautiful conversations because the stuff that they say there's so much similarities in the mahi that I do like more like spiritual work like Mm -hmm. you said right Mm -hmm. there's so many similarities so when they say like when they refer to like God or something I would refer to universe or myself you know stuff like that and I'm just like oh my gosh it's it's the same thing like it's pretty much or I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's the same thing, but similar. So I, yeah, could I know what you mean. Similarities. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if that's what's helping them and healing them, good. Like as long as it's something positive, right? That's and right. then for me, and I love that they're like, they have no problem with me being, because I wouldn't call myself religious. So, yeah. but they're okay with that. Yeah. And not like push something on me. Yeah. Um, and we have, yeah, we have such beautiful comments. And when they talk about God, like, I'm not going to be like, what? That? Like, I'm open yeah. to, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's respecting, <laughs> respecting um, people's, um, you know, beliefs and things like that and still having that love for them at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's beautiful to hear um, that you've gone, you've gone on to this healing journey. What made you get into um, this avenue or? Um, so I think once I um I feel like once I started my self-love journey that opened up a lot of doors of like really being self-aware um understanding how I feel around certain people setting healthy boundaries with um situations and then once I started seeing that then I kind of I knew that there was something more deeper in me that that needed healing like as much as you love yourself to the point where you're like okay I'm gonna you know start taking care of myself um like you know doing your hair whatever it is and then Uh you're like that's a basic self-love but then it's like kind of the inner self-love that you have to do you know love yourself enough to say no to people love yourself enough to feel the kind of energies around you and be like hold on this person makes me feel weird like I'm just going to back away, you know, it's all these things started to pop up. And then 
once I started taking a deeper look into healing and that's when I kind of been more active on TikTok, I started following more accounts of healing and things like that. And then I was like open to this new world of like, you know, people healing their traumas, um, releasing all that kind of tension from that they've held on to for so long about, you know, things happening to them or as kids and so yeah, I, I feel like TikTok really helped a lot with that journey. Um, and that's why I love that. I mean, the app, it, it, there's so much information on the app that is, is free access, you know, for us. Anything I need, I go on TikTok. Like that's my search engine. I'm like, um, how am I feeling to have I need a like, or like looking into like body acceptance, for example, yeah, yeah. like stuff like that. I'd look on there or different yeah. Yeah, healing, like how you said Reiki and stuff. I look, yeah, yeah. start typing in, oh, how's their journey been? Like, you know, reviews, everything yeah. it's on there. <laughs> it's the best. Like as much as there's so much like, um, you know, people saying things, bad things about TikTok. Oh, you spend so much time on there and this and that. But I'm like, you also need to like follow accounts that will help you grow, you know, not just watching people dancing and things like that. I mean, which is fine, but like, I feel like there needs to be a purpose of who you're following and making sure that your newsfeed is always what your intentions are, not, yes. you know, kind of drowning it with all, like, unnecessary things of, like, yeah. what's happening around the world. You kind of just want to see things that kind of being mindful of what you're, what you're watching, actually, that, that yeah. would be the word for it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Um, so speaking of um, TikTok, I think one of the first posts I saw on there was about your body image and your body journey. Um, mm. And I saw on your TikTok bio, you have, um, is it body neutral? Yes. So body neutrality, you, yeah. It's... Yeah, could you speak on that and then speak on your um, your journey with that as well? Yeah, so this is a, a big a big topic to talk about because I've come a long way I've did the whole dieting I've did the whole you know there's there's been a, it's been a journey it hasn't been all the same the whole way um for me growing up I struggled with body image I really struggled with um the way I looked I really questioned why I had these features like these big this big nose and this I had big curly hair and um you know my parent my family would mock me for being the darkest they'd be like oh you're so black or like so I always felt like there was something wrong with me I never you know in the Polynesian way they say like the fairer you are the more prettier you are like that's that was how I was it, it was kind of set in my mind so and like seeing magazines and reading books and things and all you'd see is this, those blonde hair blue eye girls and you, you kind of just feel like why do I look like this? You know, you question yourself so much. And then, so when it, um, as I grew up, I still had a lot of insecurities, didn't accept my, you know, I wondered why my thighs were so big or like, you know, just everything about my body. If it, it felt like there was something wrong with me. Um, then it wasn't until I started my self-love journey, probably about four, four years ago, um, kind of just, really looking at myself and understanding that I'm unique and that, you know, I, all these features I have are like passed down from my ancestors. And these are things that I should be so proud of, you know, and um, it took a while, but then also um, understanding body neutrality. So it's, it's neither loving or hating your body, but respecting your body for what it does for you every day, how it gets you up in the morning, um, that bodies fluctuate and that's normal. Like, you know, not, not being obsessed with having a flat stomach or like, you know, why I have stretch marks or cellulite. It's kind of just saying like our, bo our body is a body and that it changes and that's okay, you know? Um, Cause I think society makes us so consumed with being thin, like, oh, you have to be thin to, you know, to look good. And I mean, there's a point where, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable in your body, do what you need to do to, to get yourself to a place where you feel comfortable, you know, um, but not like pushing it to a point where you're like obsessing over the scales or obsessing over what you're eating, you know, eating should be, it should be fun. It shouldn't be restricted. Like, I feel like having a balance in eating, like, 
not restricting yourself um like you can't eat that because that's bad or not really labeling food it's just saying food's food whatever you feel like nourishes your body eat more of that um but if you have a cake eat the cake like you know but being mindful about what you're eating and how you're eating how it makes you feel like just being more aware of like yourself and how you feel when you eat certain foods um also um yeah and I feel like having daughters of my own really pushed me to kind of set the bar for them like not having to because I question myself so much as a child I never wanted my kids to question themselves and you know my daughter um Diamond my eldest there was a point where she was getting bullied so much because kids kids were calling her fat and it broke my heart so much because I I'm trying to build this girl up but it made me realize that I can't protect her like I can't protect her from the outside world there's going to be people that are going to throw things at her but I need to build her up to the point where she's almost like untouchable you know what I mean so I really had to make sure um I kind of fed life into her I really made sure you know reading affirmations to her like feeding life into her so that she doesn't have to question herself and anytime she did question herself like oh mom my hair's so crazy and I'm like baby your hair's not crazy your hair is beautiful because this is passed down from your grandmothers your great-grandmothers I, I go there's so many girls who died to have curly hair like yours or thick hair like yours you know um but for me I never had that so I always hated my curly hair and I always wanted to straighten it and things like that but and then it also got to a point where I had to embrace my own curls in order for my daughter to love hers because she's like well if you're telling me to love my curls but you straighten your hair you know so she was questioning me so really I had a, a journey where I just left my hair curly um for months like a, eight months or so I just didn't touch it but then yeah so it's kind of like you have to be that reflection for them yeah yeah oh my gosh you just took like everything you're saying I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> like one thing after another I'm like yes 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 totally um totally relate to even the curly hair thing I relate to yeah. as well I was I would straighten my hair with the freaking iron all yeah. the time and people would say to me though they'd be like did you brush your hair today or like I had an ex-boyfriend who would like always ask me to straighten my hair when I would go see him oh, I was so like minded right like yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me so yeah, now it's more about embracing those curls. And like you said, like talking about, you know, this is where this hair came from, your ancestors and stuff like that. I've never mm. really thought of that way. So that's beautiful yeah. um, to think about as well. Yeah. The stuff you were talking about, about um, body image. But I was going to say something about... I know it's something you talk a lot about as well on your platform. So I feel like every time you chat about it, I'm always like, yes, I, I, I feel you. I understand those feelings. Like it's, it's, const, it's a constant war you kind of have with your head. Um, but like finding people that are on that journey with you is such a beautiful thing because it's, you know, people are still struggling with body image, you know, we, especially with social media and like things being thrown at you, like that hourglass figure to be the perfect body and all that you know so finding your tribe people that kind of have the same mindset it's really nice yeah like my tiktok my personal tiktok is full of uh, like plus size baddies yeah. like everything that happens on there I'm like I love this place so much like yeah. it's crazy but it is like building your environment right because then mm -hmm. I feel more empowered yes. and I feel like a, I've built my own safe space where I can post stuff about what I've been going through because like, I just posted I think it was yesterday as well I had I was cleaning out my phone and I come across this picture I was on a quad bike and I had like a stomach roll and I had I blurred the out I and know. I was scrolling through my phone and I saw the blur and my face like just dropped and I was like oh my god and then I went back to that space yeah. and I was like I remember that time and Mets I had got my partner to take the photo of me yeah. and he showed me it and I was like get the angles tell me to suck my stomach in what are you doing like you should know that's not what I want like I would take it out on him and it would mm -hmm. ruin my whole day and I would be so caught up on it 
And then I saw the picture unblurred. So I swiped to the next picture, it was unblurred. And I was like, what the hell is you look freaking incredible? Like, what are you doing? That's but I mean. in, that, in that moment in time, I was surrounded by people that would talk shit about themselves, that would talk shit about their weight, that would say that roles are ugly, or you'll see them, they'd like, they'll sit up straight or cover their roles, or they'll just say like comments about, you know, their weight. And I feel like, like I took that on as well. Like a lot mm -hmm. of the stuff that I've found when it comes to body image and body yeah my uh, accepting my body I, like I go back to the moments when did I first hear that when did I first mm -hmm. think that about myself and it's not even my thoughts it's, no, it's other. I'm like okay you can have that back because I actually yeah. do think that this is beautiful like I think that I look incredible right now and some like don't get me wrong there's days where I look in the mirror and I'm like what the fuck like what happened yeah. like no, this no, is no. not right but but also that's what you talked, you talked about knowing that part where you feel uncomfortable, where you don't mm -hmm. feel good, where you are actually having some health complications. Yeah, or, yeah. And, you know, I, I found that as well when, um, when I get to a certain point, I'm like, okay, I've actually noticed I've eaten food that's not good. Like it's not yeah. in my body right now. Yeah. Um, so I need to change it up to feel yeah. better. So Definitely. that, yeah, but I wouldn't, the old me would be like, I need to starve myself. I need to lose weight. This is why I'm feeling bad. But now it's just like, oh, actually, okay, I need to eat more nourishing foods for myself. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not labeling foods good and bad or, you know, like, oh, this is bad or no junk food or limiting yourself. Yeah, it's no. like, have your salad, but also have your cake too, if that's Yeah, right. definitely. <laughs> it's, it's not something that, you know, we should restrict because that's when we feel guilt and then you know it's just being more in tune with your body and how you're feeling and yeah I think that's the main priority with um understanding yourself and trusting your body you know a, a lot of us don't trust our bodies you know we we don't give that full trust but it's like why would you not trust your body it's carried you for all these years it's literally got you from the out of the darkest places in your life you know times where you thought you were gonna give up and and not go on like your body has literally done all that for you you know what I mean so so serve it by trusting it letting it make the decision for you like eating that cake and then saying oh hold on I've, I'm full I've had enough like pushing it away you know that's trusting your body trusting you know even you also said um when you're around people and you get certain feelings like if you get that gut feeling do something like don't ignore it that's oh, your yeah. something what yeah. is what are they telling you you know don't ignore those gut feelings and all those signs from your body yeah we our, get bodies, our body's amazing to be honest like it has so many amazing it does so many amazing things for us like it, it tells us when you know we we're not feeling good it tells us when there's certain energies are not good like yeah. there's so many good things about it and it makes me sad that people don't serve their body or um you know this is our house this is mm -hmm. our being like just love it that extra more like there's so much happening in the world why don't you just love yourself more you know yes, yes. yeah um I also came across I've said TikTok so many times <laughs> but I came across a TikTok where um you had 10 things you teach your daughters to help them with healthy body image and yeah. that TikTok, I saved it. I watched it, I think, like five times. And I was like, yes, yes, it's because it's like, like it, even if, like for you, it's for your daughters. But I'm like, yes, I need to teach myself that as well. Or yeah. those are things that I need to keep telling myself and keep yeah. implementing in, in my life. So um, I'd love for you, for you to share what they are. Um, also, like, how did it come about? And, and why is it so important to you? Um. So it, it's, it didn't really like, it wasn't something that I kind of like sat and said, these are like 10 things I'm going to teach my kids. It was more like a, over time, as I was learning to love myself, I kind of picked certain things out and I'm like, I want to teach this to my child. I want to, you know, sh show her these things. And, and that's kind of how it came about. Um, but it, it's, it's not something that I say out loud to them. So like, oh, I'm going to tell you these 10 things about loving your body. It's kind of like just an everyday thing that you just incorporate with your life, like, um, so that they can just 
kind of embed it in their heads. So I've just written it down. I'm just going to read it for you. So teaching them about body neutrality, which is what we spoke about, neither loving or hating your body, but rather being grateful for all the things that it does for you. Um, And then number two, we don't, I don't talk about diet in front of them. I also have told my family members not to talk about diet or weight loss. Um, I don't own scales in my house. I got rid of scales uh, a couple of years ago um, when I just started to um, start my journey of loving myself and accepting my body, um, understanding that scales is just a number. It's not, it doesn't define who you are. Um, so number three, teaching my girls about puberty and that their body's going to change um, and that it's normal uh, Puberty and talking about this subject is something that I never got taught as a child. So when I started growing like body hair and like all these things, I used to think that there's something was wrong with me because my mom never told me. Even when I got my periods, I was crying. I didn't, she didn't, she wasn't there. She didn't warn me about it. So this is something that's really big for me to teach my girls is that puberty, you know, is going to happen and that it's normal and it's about becoming, it's how we become women. Um, So my daughter, like Diamond, she's got like, armpit hairs and she's nine years old she got it at I think about eight years old and when she discovered her first hair we kind of celebrated it we were like yeah you got your first armpit hair so it was like um you know something that is celebrated not kind of like oh my god you got hair like let's shave it off no um even like to her first stretch mark she I we discovered her first stretch mark and she's like oh mom I've got the same ones like you and I'm like yeah you know like I'm it's not like making them feel like there's something wrong with them I'm just like you're growing up to be a big girl now and like you know this is like things that you go through and then I kind of explain to her how stretch marks work so they come like a a reddish color and they get a bit itchy and then they kind of fade to white and then I you know we're comparing my stretch marks and she was yeah she was she was just loving that um number four I also like to buy kids book that encourage body positive um Kmart sells like books about love your body um showing them um sharing books that have like disability and you know short people tall people round people skinny people like just in general like not showing them that their bodies are all shapes and sizes sizes you know um number five um like physical activity is a great way to move your body and training, moving your body rather than um, using it to change your body. I always talk about how training for me is kind of like, I always like to see how what my body can do. So when I'm lifting something and I'm like, oh my God, I just lifted 120 kilos. Like that for me is like an accomplishment. Whereas, you know, I don't, I never fixate about like, oh, I'm going to the gym so I can lose weight on my arms or like never. Like it's more just training so you can see what your body's capable of and my eldest daughter does football she plays football and she loves it and she's like the biggest girl there but she can tackle like you know all these kids and she scores so many tries and I'm like I never you know I never focus on her her you know being a bigger girl it's more like look how powerful for you are on that field you know look how strong you are like she she loves it and she does she never ever hears me saying oh like you should go train and like lose weight none of that but Mm. we don't talk that language um so number six is um understanding that clothing sizes change fluctuate in different brands like you know some measurements are different in other brands and that it it doesn't matter what size you are it's how the clothes fit your body that matters you know that's the most important thing um, so yeah, my, my daughter doesn't even know what size she is. I literally just tell her to try all these sort clothes on and then we pick whatever she feels comfortable in. We never like look at the size and be like, oh, you're a size, you know, this. And if, she, you know, cause the worst feeling is focusing on size and realizing, oh, that doesn't fit me. And I'm a size 16, but it's like, but each brand is different measurements. So it's not, you know, that, um, Number seven, we spoke about this, about, you know, her having her curly hair, her nose and things like that is all passed down from her ancestors. And our ancestors were, you know, warrior goddess. I always say this to my girls, you know, your ancestors were warrior goddess and they had these big, you know, big hair and they had these thick thighs and, you know, they were amazing like warriors. And that's something I really like 
teach them my girls as well mm. um teaching them that you know anyone that has says anything negative about their body are usually people that are, are, aren't happy with themselves mm. so I, I always like try and let them know that there are people going to people going to say things about you people want to say some mean things but you have to understand it's their own insecurities projecting it onto you so never take it to heart it's it's literally them as a person um also number nine complimenting their character rather than their looks like mm. so just you know t complimenting them saying that they're brave you know you're, you're strong you're resilient you're funny rather than focusing on oh you're beautiful you're you know their features or their looks um Number 10, normalize teaching our kids the correct terms of private parts, um, teaching them um, that they can wear whatever they want and that, you know, not sexualizing their bodies. Um, yeah, so that's a huge part. My kids, you know, know the correct term of every private part, vagina, to their breasts, to, you know, their lips, everything. Um, no safe touching and not so safe touching and things like that very something I really embed in their head um, is knowing the correct terms of their body parts mm. but yeah that's that's 10 of them that I I wrote down so good yeah um, going on from 10 as well um it made me think of a lot of things but another thing was you know in the Polynesian culture when you know family members come over you you've always told like oh go greet them go say hi to them go give uncle and auntie a kiss or whatever and stuff like that and sometimes you just don't want to do that like you don't want to hug people you don't want to kiss them you like you don't want to do that but your mm -hmm. parents are like go do it that's disrespectful if you don't that's so rude um that just made me think of that because I'm like that when I I don't have kids but when I have kids mm -hmm. it's going to be optional for them yeah. because I don't want them thinking that anybody can come and you know the uncles and aunties that come and grab you and kiss you I used to do this to my nephews and nieces I would just yeah. grab them and like smush them because yeah. I'm like oh they're just shy they don't yeah. you know it's like oh can I have a kiss can I have yeah. a hug because they need to know that people can't just come up on you and start kissing you and hugging you and stuff like that that's your body body and you need to say respect it yeah to, yeah and they need to respect your body too and you need to say something and it's okay to say something it's okay to be like yes, they know i don't yeah i don't want to hug actually i don't feel like hugging you i don't feel like getting kisses right now or no i don't want to go say hi to them and kiss them and hug, hug them usually there's a reason why as well so as a parent you're yeah probably, why not let's have a conversation about this so yeah, it's something that I, I I notice as well and I, my kids know I I tell them I've told them years ago you know you don't have to kiss anyone like you know no. when we go family even when we go to like family events I'm like you don't have to kiss anyone that you don't want to kiss and usually I tell them if they don't want to kiss them just high five them or fist pump them like yes. but I don't force my kids to kiss people and it's so awkward because some people are like, oh, come give auntie a kiss. And then my kids are just standing there like they don't move. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, she, she doesn't feel like saying, you know, kiss, um, like saying hello or like thing. But I just like let them walk off. And then um, usually my kids will just kind of high five them or fist pump them. Um, but I just don't, I'm not, I'm so against like forcing kids to, even when kids kiss me, I'm like, I just kind of tap them and hug them or like tap them on the side and then, that's it like unless it's someone that like you know is like oh auntie and gives me a kiss I'll be like welcoming to it but it, other than that if kids are like in the around and they're like oh hi say hi to auntie and I'll kind of just like tap them or like just you know high five them I don't I don't even it feels weird kissing kids as well like for me yeah. um so yeah I, just, I I agree with what you're saying and you know for us it was like go kiss your auntie go you know do all that but it's like usually kids when they don't want to it, it is a sign like mm. you know something might be up or something like that so yeah respect it's respecting their bodies really teaching them to that you know people need to respect your body it's giving consent as well giving consent for you know people you know kissing you or even like as they get older when they get in relationships you know that people need to have consent with any of that, you know? 
Absolutely. You also talked about, um, you know, telling your family members like not to talk about their weight loss or diets or stuff like that. How, how does, how did that conversation go? Or what's the, what's the kind of conversation that you have with them? Well, I, I feel like because my family already know what I'm about and what I stand for, because I share it a lot on my social media, um, it wasn't really hard for me to, to talk about it. Um, and, and because I am quite open with, you know, my journey, they pretty much knew like what I stood for. So when I did um, mention it with one of my sisters, it wasn't really like, um, like you can't say that. It was like, oh, you know, I just prefer if you just don't talk about it in front of my kids. Like it wasn't like, I don't want you to talk about it. Cause you know, people, some people want to lose weight and like for health reasons, which is fine, you know, but I, I think it was more like, can you just not talk about it in front of my kids or, you know, it's, it's still respecting them in the sense of like respecting that they want to do that. And that's fine. You know, giving yeah. them that option, but my family were okay. Like they weren't against it. It was just more like being mindful. And it's funny because my daughter is very, um, she's a very confident little girl and she's, she, she's, she's never questioned, her looks or anything because I think because I've really embedded in her that you're unique you're different and like that's your superpower mm. where um you know when I hear stories of like family members of their them you know struggling with their kids having body image um like it really it really like makes me sad because it, I know that kids are you know they they have so much around them that they see so it's it's trying to get parents or you know them to build their kids up in and being able to help them um what to say to kids you know without making them insecure if that makes sense yeah. you know and really monitoring what the kids are seeing on their social media and things like that it, it, there's so many factors that can can um can you know change the, the way the kids thinks because they they they're exposed to so much yeah. So, yeah that's the thing eh? because it's like you can't you can't um hide them from the world or save no. them from the world. but the thing is you've built them up so much so when they get out into the world and something happens you know someone says something or somebody talks you know some kind of way it's like they're so good in themselves yeah. that they're like no like oh okay that's yours like that's your yeah. problem or whatever and they keep it moving yeah. Like, so I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, I also wanted, it was, uh, I think it was number six, you talked about the clothing as well. And something mm. that someone said recently to me was um, that really helped me and I wanted to share was that um, clothing, I hope I don't butcher this. As <laughs> <laughs> clothing is supposed to, oh, clothes, clothing is supposed to fit you. You're not supposed to fit clothing. So if something's, so if you get clothes, yeah. yeah, if you get clothes and it doesn't fit you, it's nothing on you. It's the yeah. clothing's fault. Like, oh, the yeah. clothes, it's not even the clothing's fault, but like, oh, the clothing doesn't fit me. Yeah. Okay. Like, so the clothing needs to fit me, not me trying to fit into the clothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just got you what you said now. I kind of process. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, and number nine, how you said, you know, talking about their character of their looks. Like, I get that in life too. Like, when someone says, Leash, I love your energy. I'm like, yes. oh my goodness, thank you so much. But they're like, Leash, you look beautiful or you look pretty or whatever. I'm like, you throw your eyes. You're just like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I love getting complimented. I, I got a compliment on my TikTok. Um, someone said, oh, I love your energy. I love your vibe. Um, and, and that for me, like you get complimented. Oh, you look so beautiful and things like that. And you're, I'm like, oh, thanks. But definitely when someone compliments your character is like top tier. Like there's nothing beats that, I think. Like <laughs> I would rather that over looks any day, you know. Absolutely. I love um, these 10 things. Um, and I can relate to them so much. And I feel like that those are 10 things I'm going to take for me and yeah. for, my, for my kids that I have. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. 
um this is our last question actually but it's what's been your hardest lesson in life uh I think for me definitely my building my self-worth um building my self-worth and my healing journey um has been one of the hardest things I've, I've had to face with doing work on myself yeah because it's something that I I've had to teach myself and I'm constantly falling short but I, I I'm also building myself up and that's been really hard you know um but I've, got, I've gotten so much better from like this year I feel like I've gotten a lot better with my self-worth and um yeah it's not that's probably the hardest thing for me yeah do you want to speak more about that like your self-worth um I guess journey like where did it start or so I my self-worth um is something I struggled with because growing up I never had a my mum wasn't really a good role model with she struggled with self-worth so my my dad was constantly like um he never really spoke life into my mom so she was always like kind of second guessing herself always trying to live up to the standard for my dad but she never she never really like had self-worth so growing up I felt the same way like my mom was constantly on diets she was constantly trying to lose weight trying to fit in or trying to get the approval from my dad um so for me that was something that I've kind of believed in myself so and then going into a relationship with my kid's father um my self-worth just went down and down like I just like I thought nothing of myself I was constantly like um beating myself up about like you know I'm not good enough or liking bad about myself um so once I left that relationship it was more discovering who I am and like finding out what how to build my myself up um and through this is you know I I do a lot of affirmations um because it's really in your mindset and believing in who you are you know building yourself up um to the point where where you do when you do feel like you're going through like a rough patch or like you're struggling with something in life that's when you start to kind of be like you know saying bad things about yourself but it's pulling yourself up and being like hold on I just experienced that but you know it's not a bad thing uh like it's okay to feel bad but then you know getting over it like you're not going to sit in that thought and then you know bring yourself down more because I feel like we all kind of do that we all go through lives and life can be good and then you hit like a rough patch and then you question your whole worth and it's like no hold on like that's okay that I went through that and it's not gonna last forever I just need to move forward you know what I mean yeah Mm. I love that yeah Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I feel like we've covered so much goodness um, yeah. in this episode. So many important things to talk about. Um, I love the journey that you're on and I love that you've shared that with the world, you know, with the TikTok world. Um, and I love that I found you and that our words, our worlds collided. Um, and finally, we get to talk to each other because we talk so much online, but not so much you know, one-on-one like this. Um, So thank you for taking the time out of your day um, to talk about this. Thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing. Um, I love the mahi that you do. I'm so proud of the mahi that you do, not only, you know, healing yourself, but, you know, for your children as well. Like that's huge. And then putting it on social media and inspiring so many others and helping so many others. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for everything that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed my time here and I hope that like, you know, someone can take away a little bit of what I said and, um, you know, practice it or, you know, just feel like, you know, you can speak your truth and speak, uh, tell your story without the shame and the, um you know the kind of 
guilt for just expressing yourself, you know. I hope that people can just start being their true authentic self and expressing who they are without, yeah, that judgment, yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to link your TikTok as well so people can find you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys, that episode was a whole bunch of fire. And if you think so too, please go ahead and rate and review us. This will help us so, so, so much. Um, I'd also love to connect with you. So come over to the gram. Tell me how you feel at so extra dot underscore underscore. Better yet, screenshot this episode and tag us. Tag us, sis or bro. <laughs> We're also on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook at so underscore extra. Uh, but I am so, so grateful that you are here. I love you so much, and I hope that you're going on to binge the rest of our episodes. I know I'm probably asking for too much, but if you do all those things, I'll love you forever. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. Ngamahinoi kia koe. Kaki te. Koi kia.